Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. Psalm 139, starting verse 19. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do not not loathe those who rise up against you. I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. In precatory Psalms, hatred over the enemies of God, and then the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew and the Sermon on the Plain in Luke, love your enemies. How do you reconcile the two? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just ask for your help. We need wisdom and direction always in our life, every day. God, I pray this would be helpful for those that are listening in who have rediscovered the glory of the imprecatory psalms, have rediscovered the glory of corporate hatred of your enemies, who have sang songs to those that have been coming against them in their cities, in their states, and in this country. God, help us as we're rediscovering that, not have a caramelized heart, not have a calloused heart to those individuals amongst these groups. Help us to still love our enemies well and do what you've called us to do. We trust that you're going to help. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day today. This is episode 457 or 458. We are moving right along. I'm really looking forward to episode 500. We'll be getting there middle of next year, kind of midpoint of next year. Let's see. At the end of the first quarter of next year, I think, is where we'll we'll be at episode 500, so pretty excited about that. And, you know, it's just been, we've been plugging along now for about five or so years. If you're new with The Shepherd's Crook, just been tuning in recently. Thanks so much for being here. Would love for you to just comment, leave a rating, a review, or help spread the word. I have intentionally stayed away from a lot of social media. I'm on Gab, and then other than that, I'm on Instagram, and that's it. I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Twitter, and that is very intentional for me. It just it works out so much better, and I don't do all that well being on Twitter and Facebook. There's just things that stick with me all day long and just linger, and although I get a lot of really good content from things that, you know, dust-ups and controversies that happen on Twitter, a lot of good things to think through and then to, to speak to you about, uh, it's just better for me to stay away. So... If you've been enjoying this content, please help me spread the word because I do want this podcast to grow. I want the ministry to continue to grow. And if it's been helpful to you, pass it along. If the newsletter, if you've signed up for the newsletter, you've been reading it and you've been encouraged by it or just intrigued by it, then let other people know about it. $5 a month, you can be a subscriber to The Shepherd's Crook. You get a once a month newsletter. And then at the end of the year, I'll send you a thumb drive of all the content. You also get access into the, the cohorts that I'll send you links to and then also with the rites of passage material as well. Okay, 
Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've not signed up for that, please do. And then also the Fruitful and Fearless side of things, we got things ramped back up. This last week we released an episode, and then this Wednesday we'll be release, releasing another episode. So if your wives listen to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, then uh, this Wednesday there's going to be a really great episode coming out from uh, Jordan and Andrea. We'll be talking about the Keeping Home Planner that just got released from our friend Becky. Okay, we're going to talk about the imprecatory Psalms and then the Sermon on the Plain, which I'm going through right now in the book of Luke. And it's a complimentary sermon to the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, many say it's the same sermon and just, uh, you know, talked about in a little bit different way. I think it's two different sermons. But the whole setup of what could be, what, what some people would say would, would be contradictory passages. We get to see how they complement one another and we get to untie a theological knot. Up on my shelf up there is a book by J.C. Ryle called Knots Untied. And it's always great when it's some sort of theological thing that you, you've not been able to piece together, then when it finally clicks and kind of unlocks for you and it opens up, it's helpful. And so what I want to do for those that have really been loving the last few years, recognizing the oppression, the tyranny, and singing psalms against oppression and tyranny, we recognized the just the sexual mafia that's out there that's evil and going after children and just all the wickedness around us in this rediscovery of the psalms and the singing of the psalms and i say rediscovery because for people like me uh, growing up and being a part of kind of the acts 29 world and everything like that even in churches that were more seeker driven that kind of thing and i grew up in a church that was a non-denominational church we didn't sing any psalms at all, ever, nor did we sing any hymns at all, ever. It was all contemporary stuff from like the 80s and 90s, shine Jesus, shine Jesus, shine, that kind of stuff. And I, you know, the text in Colossians chapter 3 hitting me that we are to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, um, man, it's been so wonderful for the last several years now, singing psalms together as God's people. And it's been really special as we think about all the visible enemies against the people of God. And I think for so many that didn't grow up in, in any kind of liturgical background at all, any high church background at all, uh, and really any robust, if you didn't come, if you came from like a non-denominational background like me, which is so many of us did, or kind of like a First Baptist Church or something like that, or, you know, just run-of-the-mill Presbyterian Church, you probably sang psalms. There. There's always been in Presbyterianism more of a robust, robust um, you know, liturgy on a, a Lord's Day gathering than there is in other denominations, but... If you grew up in just a Baptist church, you probably didn't sing a whole lot of psalms growing up. And since the government lockdowns and all that kind of stuff for the last several years, it, it's just, we've, we saw what happened in Moscow. We we see our friends singing the psalms. We started singing psalms at our church, and we've loved it. And so, as an example from Psalm 139, our church has been singing the psalm all the way through. And we get to the end, and we're singing this in a tune that's really singable. I think it's the Northwest Passage that we're singing. It's an Irish Irish song that Andy put together, and they've been doing our team has been doing such a good job. Andy, one of my co-pastors, is putting so many of the psalms to music, and it's just beautiful. It's just awesome to sing together. And we get to the end, and we sing, Oh, would you slay the wicked, O God? Oh, men of, men of blood, depart from me. And then, I do not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and do not loathe those who rise up against you, and I hate them with complete hatred. I count them as my enemies. This is what we're singing, and meaning it, and we shouldn't be ashamed. There, there is a doctrine of holy hatred that we should have, for the enemies of God. And then we're bumping up into this sermon. I'm preaching through the Gospel of Luke right now. And so we've been singing this. And we actually sang this two weeks ago. And then I preached this this last week. Or it was the week before I preached this. And we get into the text. And it's I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. And 
you've all been, we've been talking about it. We've been reading, writing, writing books about it, reading books about it. And, and I just want to bring the discussion really quick and just untie the knot in, in a really simple way. How can these two things go together? Do the Psalms of Jesus, and, and I watched this video, excuse me, the Psalms, <laughs> the precatory Psalms and the words of Jesus contradict one another. Can you pray them and pray this or, and do this and obey this and then pray the Psalms or sing the Psalms and mean it and not be in contradiction? About 13 years ago, I think, there is a video from Desiring God uh, where Piper answers this and says that he, he thinks it's unwise for the church to sing these psalms. And I think that that is wrong. I think it's just, I think it's wrong. I think it's commanded to us to sing the psalms and to sing the psalms without bias, that we can sing through the psalms. And, and we're going to be obviously selective on what psalms and some of them we're going to have to break up and not be able to sing the entire uh, psalm book. But we are going to... Uh, you know, in one song. I mean, you could, you know, sing one, you know, Psalm 139, we're singing that, but uh, sing one, you know, Psalm 119, you really can't sing that in one setting. So that's going to be, you know, categories of songs. And, but we've been singing it, and I think we should, we're commanded to sing that. And then in the same breath, I mean, after saying yes and amen to that, we open up God's word and we start talking about loving your enemies. And there's a simple way to untie this, okay? Lloyd-Jones is helpful. Lloyd-Jones' book, Studies in the Sermon on the Mount, is really helpful. And, and why I want to admonish you in this is because I don't want you to be calloused. Because if you don't, if you just hover in the Psalms and just, you know, are so gravitated, you know, and you just pull yourself into the Psalms, and the Psalms are so wonderful. And if you're in the imprecatory Psalms singing down the enemies of God, and, you know, we have murder mills in our town. So it's like we're praying God's judgment on these buildings, praying God's judgment on these people. God, stop this. So this is what we're, we're praying and crying out for, crying out for God to do. And if we aren't careful, then we can just stay there and live there and not realize that individually, the individual people within the corporate enemies of God, we are commanded to love and care for and extend a hand, take them out to lunch to, to pray for, to love them which means tell them the truth. It doesn't mean to affirm them in their sin or in their rebellion in any way. We are to love them, though. Now, Lloyd-Jones unpacks this for us. Here's what he says. What is the answer to the problem? This is the apparent problem that we just set up. Surely there is one way of facing it in regard to all these various injunctions, including the imprecatory Psalms, as always being judicial and never being something individual. So judicial over a group of people. Okay, he's going to unpack this further. In writing this, the Psalms, the psalmist is not so much writing about himself as about the church. And his psalms, you will find, are concerned in every single instance, in every imprecatory psalm, with the glory of God. And as he talks about the things that are being done to him, he is speaking of things that are being done to God's people and to God's church. It is the honor of God that he is concerned about. It is a zeal for the house of God and for the church of God that moves him to write these things. But perhaps it could be best put like this, if you do not accept that principle, which says that all these imprecatory psalms are always judicial in character, or corporate, then at once you're involved in an absolute absolute problem, an insoluble problem, with regard to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Here he is telling us that we are to love our enemies. Then turn to Matthew 23 and listen to him thundering out woes upon the heads of the Pharisees. Because this so-called problem isn't just in the Psalms. You see it in Jesus' character in his life as well. So you see the Psalm, you know, love your enemies, and then what is Jesus doing to his enemies? You turn to Matthew 23, or in Luke chapter 11, and he cries out to the lawyers the, and the scribes and the Pharisees, and then Matthew 23 to the Pharisees, and it's woe to you, and the words that are used are hypocrite, blind guides, hypocrite, fools, just over and over and over. You, you guys know Matthew 23. So how, how do you reconcile, reconcile these things? Well, Lloyd-Jones tells us, one's corporate, one's individual. So amongst the corporate enemies of God, Sing psalms, imprecatory psalms. 
But then, so for instance, in the sexual rebellion, the, the spectrum of LGBT spectrum, okay? Of that group, we pray imprecatory psalms, judgment. Individuals in that group, we talk to them about the Lord. We pray for them. We help them. We love them. We do what we can to see them repent of their sins and walk in obedience, just like we would in anybody else uh, in open and blatant sin. We would do what we can to help them follow the Lord. So the knot is untied. Individual versus corporate, or corporate versus individual. Individual groups pray that are that are uh, against the glory of God and God's church. Well, then we sing judgment upon them. And then when we meet those individuals, we love our enemies. We do good to those who hate us. And then to the one who strikes you. If you get struck in the cheek, and this is situational, so if you have your family with you, you get the heck out of there. If you're, you know, this is, you have obligations to protect. This is no way a text that's telling you to, you know, tell your four-year-old who may get hit by somebody that they should just turn the other cheek. <laughs> like, like we can defend ourselves kind of thing. However, when this passage here, this is not a weak-kneed, limp-wristed turning of the cheek. This is be this strong. Be this strong that you can be the kind of person that takes a hit and looks straight in the eye at the person who just abused you and take another hit. Say, here's another here's another cheek here for you. Be that strong. And we are to be the kind of people against our enemies that, that love them well, that bl- return blessings for cursing when they curse, curse us, that we're able to say, you want to go out to lunch? I mean, I'd love to buy you lunch and talk to you about Jesus. I'd love to get to know you a little bit. And they may gnash their teeth and rage at you as the <laughs> as the enemies of God did to Stephen when Stephen told them the truth. However, we're going to love them according to God's standard of love, not by based on their judgment of our love or, or our hatred. So imprecatory prayers, pray against God's enemies. The individuals, we take them out to lunch and get some coffee with them and uh, plead with them to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of their sins. And there we have it, not untied. Okay, hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much for being here. Continue to come back. And if this is helpful, like I said earlier in the show, please pass it along. And until next time, peace out. Thanks for being here. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.